Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We got the whole crew here as the Avs lose 5-2 to two to the Boston Bruins. Uh, I, I want to open with this. I don't think you should be that upset that the Avs lost to the Boston Bruins. It's a good hockey team. You're not going to win every single game. <laughs> That's possession, apparently. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll break down the whole game, and I think it's fair that if you didn't love how the bread got made in certainly portions of this hockey game. Let's do it. Let's do the 60-second rundown. Uh, I've started this game terribly. Anytime your goaltender has a zero save percentage is never good. They give up a goal on the first goal of the game. They would go on to give up two more in the first period. Uh, the Avs do get one of those back when it gets to 2-0 to make it to 2-1. Miles Wood continues to be a blessing back in this lineup. And then Boston's third goal in the first period is controversial, to say the least, about whether Pavel Zaka was onside or not. 3-1, the Avs really did not play a good period as a whole. The second period, the Avs play great, but they're not able to convert enough of their opportunities. They only get one goal. McKinnon bangs one home that sneaks in behind Swayman to make it 3-2. And then, honestly, in the third period, I give a full credit to Boston. They just absolutely locked the Avalanche down. It's what playing with the lead is supposed to look like, and the Avs just weren't able to get anything done. It ultimately ends up 5-2 because of a late power play goal and a empty netter, but Boston controlled it. All right. We made it in the 60 seconds. I feel pretty good about that. A lot of, a lot of games I haven't been keeping it in the timer because of the million goals a game. But... Yeah, nine goals a game is a lot to work through in 60 seconds. <laughs> Let's go back... Start this game off. Is this a, hey, the Avs just didn't show up on time to this game? Is this a symptom of a deeper problem? Because we've seen the Avs, let's face it, give up certainly the first goal, if not more than that, far too often this season for what you would like. I don't want to point fingers, but how do you fix it? Get a save. A fair statement. What did you say? Make a save? Yep. I agree, and I'll jump in because we're saying we're talking about this way too often. Because um, it's it's the reality. It's the truth. I mean, I, I'm not being negative about it. Is at some point in the hockey game, you're you're going to give up chances. Um, it's just it's the National Hockey League. It's the best league in the world. You're going to give up chances too many times. Three, four go in and. 
15 shots or whatever it is in a span of a, a period five scoring chances against I, I, I'm not I don't blame goalies but right now it, it's a fact it's a it is a fact the numbers are there to prove it the eye test is there to prove it um, the examples are there to prove it like everything's there uh, the proof's in the pudding right you know they always say that like he hasn't been good enough and and tonight you can't say like he was great like he was below average that plain and simple he wasn't good he wasn't terrible he's below average and the guy on the other side beat him that's it we talked about it before the game who's gonna have the higher save percentage gonna win the game it's it's the first goal for me, really. But that, that's my point. It's just he doesn't make saves when he has to make saves, and it's not like he's under siege and he's in the shower right now and he's like, oh my god, like I got shelled with fifty shots and thirty high danger chances. Like it's never like that. Like you got to make saves. You're paid to make saves. Yes, there's exa- I mean, every goal will go through him. Like guys miss their assignments. I get that. I get that. We're talking purely on your job as the goaltender to make saves. If it was that easy, then my lord, like the high school goalie down the street could play. Like I don't know about that. No, but, but I'm just saying, if it's that simple, you're gonna give up chances. You're gonna get shots against. Mistakes are gonna be made. That is not like whether you're playing a good game or a bad game. Mistakes are gonna happen. So, for me, you fall down like that. It's what now. It's just it's the Boston Bruins, and you can't come up in the third like the Ottawa Senators because this is a good team and they lock it down, and you just run out of time or not even time because it was not even close but you run out of space to do what you've been doing against you know sometimes bad teams you know if i'm taking the last game ottawa which is a bad team i'm usually inclined to find reasons to be defensive of the goaltender but the reason i struggle to especially in this game inside the first period is how the abs respond as a team to two goals against in under five minutes first goal 44 seconds in three goals on 11 shots that's obviously very pointed at the goaltender but how the Avs respond is by creating opportunities that are competitive with Boston's dangerous opportunities that challenge Swayman on the opposite side Miles Wood comes up with a goal so they don't necessarily tie it inside the period that would be difficult to do because two goals happened in under five minutes but what I see is the Avs group in front of him not being mentally dissuaded from how that game started sure. and continuing to fight against it well into the second period, which was their most dominant period. And that's where it's hard then because you're looking at the team in front of Georgiev then and seeing that they did everything they could. Obviously, it's not perfect and mistakes get made, but that happens in any hockey game and it happened on Boston's side of it tonight too. And Swayman stopped them. And Swayman stopped them. That's you know, it. And Swayman wasn't perfect either. But sure. he had the goal support he needed from the team in front of him, and that's what I think the Avs tried to provide. Yeah. It wasn't perfect, but the creation was there, the intent was there. That's why I think I was defensive of Anunin in the Ottawa game, is because the Avs clearly didn't have their legs under them in the second game. He had of the to back-to-back. make 36 saves. And that's why I'm like, okay, so some of these goals are going in. This is looking a little tough, but I'm also evaluating the team in front of him. And that's where I look at tonight, especially inside the first period, and the Avs team responded to it pretty well all things considered again it's imperfect on both sides but of course that's where it falls then heavily on Georgiev's shoulders and makes it then the team is sort of 
they're fighting in spite of their goaltending at that point. And that makes it really hard because they're already also fighting Boston and their own goaltending added on top Bought of it. Bought the refs a little bit, like linesmen, and, I guess, tonight. Yeah, <laughs> that was also a challenge. <laughs> Which we'll get to that, I promise. An unsuccessful one. That's good. That's... It, and it, like you said, it's not perfect. The second goal against, yeah, Sam Malinsky gets caught sleeping. There's no doubt about that. I, I didn't like it. And I didn't like he Jack was, Johnson's involvement yep, on it. Yep. And he was just completely blue coverage on the fourth goal. So it, all that is bad. All that is normal. Yep. You live with the Sam Malinsky mistakes in your lineup because that's what he your does only in the option. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Kale McCarr turns a puck over to Posternock right there on the first goal, like yep. right in the middle of the ice. It's not unreasonable to say, I need my goaltender to make that save. <laughs> it's not like Pasta's there loaded for a bomb. He twirls and just throws a puck towards the net. It's not an incredible shot. Yeah. It's just like, just because Pasternak is the one who shoots it doesn't make it magically, you know, the oh, perfect shot. It's not. And it's, it's one that you look back on and you're like, sure, would have been nice to have a save there. First the shot of the game. The second one, the second one, I'm not even going to. I'm not going to look at Georgiev at all on it. I'm just going to be like, that guy is completely wide open on uh, behind where Georgiev is, and your defense doesn't do anything. Like, Georgiev can't make that save. No goaltender on earth can make that save. Right. Swayman and Olmark at the same time couldn't have made that save because <laughs> it's the it's the back door. Like, you don't play for that. So that's fine. But there are other goals that get scored, and it's like you just need – more? Uh, you yeah, just need you just, more. You just need a save. It's not even like you need tons of them here. Yep. You need a save. It's... and, and Should have gotten <laughs> bailed out by the blue line. Did not. Yeah. But uh, even that goal. That's not a special goal. <laughs> not not in this situation of the game. Like, you're... It's 2-1. You can't give up that third one. And it's you can't in the first period. You can't. You just can't. At some point, you got to make saves. For, That's what I was saying. The Avs have gotten away with playing mm. from behind a lot this year. A <laughs> lot of comeback. It's what fifteen comeback wins now. Yes. We've talked a lot. We've given them a lot of credit. It's great that they've shown the ability to do this with some consistency. But you can't do it forever. You can't play every game from behind and expect to win every single night. It's just not reality. And the two goals, you might be able to get away with that occasionally against a decent team. You know you can get away with it against bad teams because you've yeah. done it to a whole bunch Ottawa of Ottawa twice. Yeah. You've done it to Calgary. You know you've done it to some teams. Dallas. Yep. 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 <laughs> Got him. <laughs> but. This is a great defensive team with elite goaltending. Yep. They are not going to give you enough for you to be like, oh, a 3-1 lead? Like, a 3-1... We'll just lock this down. Three yeah. on 11 shots? Like, you don't even give your stuff... A, you, you don't even get a chance in that yep. game. Yep. It, you can't look at all three goals and be like, yeah, but the difference, every single one of them? Are you serious? Georgiev makes some great saves tonight on other bad defensive breakdowns. It is the NHL. Yep, gotta make the saves. other team has NHL players who are awfully good at generating offense. A team like Boston's pretty good at it. You just, it, it's just unacceptable, it, man. He has to be better. If you're never going <laughs> to criticize the goaltender, 
I, I just don't. I, I, like Megan, I don't get it, dude. It, Your defense just can't. It, like Megan said, look directly across the ice, and you watch Swayman play a better game than Georgiev tonight. Allowed more rebounds and faced comparable dangerous chances, but the difference was the saves. That's it. If your option is get scored on or give up a rebound. Right. I'll take give up a rebound right, every single Swayman time. Right, because wasn't perfect tonight. Yeah, no, definitely But he not. made the saves. Didn't yep. look great. I mean, the Wayne second goal was because he guy. has no idea where the puck is. Yep. There, he got away with one earlier in the second period where the puck, he gives up a rebound. He's still standing there. It's behind him. <laughs> but it's in the corner. They get the goal because that puck is behind him, behind him. Yep. And McKinnon just skates up and goes, oh, shit. Yeah. No, but, that's pretty cool. But guess what? And I agree with that. But he was better than our guy. Yeah. That's it. End of story. Yep. It was on the keys before Gotta the have game. A save, man. I mean, he just it just blows my mind. Like it's he has Sucks. not been good. Alright. And you can't be afraid of words. He hasn't been good. He's been below average. And it looks it looks like he gives up goals and immediately is like Here we go again. Here I go. Yeah. This is gonna suck. I think there's a problem there. I really do. I, I'm not. I've always, I've been saying, you know, I've been defensive and, you know, backing him up. Right now, I, I'm at game, what, 46? Yep. I, I, I'm I, saying it. Like, there's a problem. Yeah. I, no, there's a problem. I think the the slash of Sam Malinsky at the time was like, what was that? And now you look at it and you're like, that's a clear crack in the facade. You've watched it spiral from yeah, there. Of, of like, this is a guy who is not handling the mental side of the game well at all. And he's part- not handling it. He's not handling it in games. And, oh, he comes out in the second period and the Avs give up one high danger chance. He makes eight saves. Like, his job gets infinitely easier in the second period. Great. He does that job. Hey, hey here's what I'm going to say. Like, I'm the biggest cool. goalie defender. You guys know that, right? I'm being honest. I'm part of the goalie union, you know. <laughs> but you have to call a spade a spade right now. If this was Miko Rantanen, right, we'd be like, hey, it's not good enough for Miko. Right? You know what I mean? The level of play I'm talking about. And we've been very critical of Miko Rantanen. We well, have he, he went, what, 11 games or something without scoring yeah, a goal? Right, like and and every we were day like, we were all we're like, him. So right now, this is the same thing on the same level. I'm not comparing to Miko Rantanen. Like making ten million bucks a year, and that's not what I'm saying. But he has a job to do, and his job is to make saves when mistakes are made by players, because mistakes happen. But right now, he's not making enough saves to say that he's doing his job. So for me, he's not doing his job, and it's been multiple games. It's been, oh, okay, great. He's tired. I don't want to hear he's tired. Great, awesome. If he's tired, then let's get somebody else in there. Let's get final thoughts on Georgiev here because I do want to move on. We've yeah. talked about this a hundred times. Now. I agree. It, it, anything it's, else to add? It's the same conversation yeah. every game. It's the dude. same thing. Yep. Move on. All right. I do want to talk about something positive before we get into this other conversation. Miles Wood comes back two games, goal in each game. A, a guy who has immediately given the Avs a forward depth boost. He's not going to score 82 goals. He's not going to score every game, obviously. But. Is this a step in the right direction for a team that is depleted forward core? We know Miles Wood is going to be better than Caleb Jones, but whoa, whoa, whoa! Ouch. whoa. Should this, should this give people confidence that when the Avs do get Lekkinen back, when they do get healthier, that the Avs will be competitive one through twelve on offense? Awfully close to it, anyway. Yeah, I mean, if you have if. 
at some point you get Val Nachushkin back. The way that that guy was playing, he was driving a line for you. Yep. And that's part of why, I mean, that's that's why from a hockey perspective, his absence kills you. Yep. Because he was your second line. You were getting away with it. You were doing just fine. And that's with no Arturi Lekkanen. You know, that's you get you get Arturi Lekkanen back. You see, you can still see the pieces here of nothing has changed. You get a Val Nachushkin back. You get Arturi Lekkanen back. These guys are in your top six. You get a center to play between them. They roll out Miles Wood, Ross Colton, Logan O'Connor again. I haven't looked at the numbers for that line. They crushed tonight. But Best. anecdotally, it sure felt good again. Yep. That should be... I, I, I kind of feel bad. Nikolai Kovalenko's like lost his job. <laughs> because Logan O'Connor's just taking it. Yeah. Like, Nikolai, Nikolai Kovalenko's kind of been penciled in in that spot, by by me anyway. Same. Uh, in in just as a, a true Slide right wing. Like, Slot him in, please. Put him on the board. Slot him in. The He's player in. that Logan O'Connor is this year is a lot more like a 35-point player instead of a 25-point Exactly, player. and that's you put him, you, you've had great chemistry. It's a great two-way game with Wood, LOC, and Colton in the middle. That's a true third line, and we saw that third line go up against a, a pretty good Bruins team tonight and kick ass. I would like to look at the numbers. I haven't done that yeah, yet. Certainly but from the eye test, kick ass. Yeah, it felt good. It felt like that line was actually getting some stuff done, and you know that they're you put you put a true second line in front of them, and you're like, oh, this is a problem. And then you actually have Cogliano and Olafson, and then I guess at this point Kovalenko on that fourth line. You actually feel like, yeah, this is a forward core that you really feel much better about. It was always going to be a, a, an uphill battle with this lineup going into Boston. It was all that that was just going to be sure. the case. It's it it was, unless your top guys are doing something special. They are struggled. They're going to struggle to score. They're going to struggle to win. They're not built to win. This version of them is not going to win like that. Yep. They have limitations. And that's where in looking at this game, I'm not worried about the locker room culture. I still think that it's headed in the right direction and has been. I think that seeing the effort from even this depleted group affirms how I feel about the Avs moving forward. And in the immediate, the loss of Nachushkin adds to the current forward debt. And so even getting Arturi Lekkanen back is a huge piece. He brings a lot of energy, and he's a puck hound, and that's going to be very useful because you look at the energy that was infused in the team just for Miles Wood. You get a little bit of that in Lekkanen too. So it's all, it's all good, and it gets better once you look outside the immediate future, closer to Valnichushkin eventually returning and hopefully a Kovalenko coming too. I'm sure that Logan O'Connor will take him under his wing and show him a lot of things. And, and so you do, you do feel a lot better about where the Avs group is headed. You don't, I'm not personally too hung up on the result tonight. Same. Um, but you know, but it I, stinks. But, I, but I'm going to jump in there and I agree with all that, but on a game like that, maybe it's the emotions and that's why you don't act on emotions in management or whatever. But I look at this and I go, Gosh, I want another forward. Even with what we're talking about. Even and I'm not gonna say who, I'm just I'm being honest. Go and, watch the know. watch along and we're shouting about a couple of guys tonight. No, that's Put what I'm it saying. that way. I mean that's for me it's you, you need that one more guy. You know what I mean? And again, that's wishful thinking. And a lot of teams are saying, Oh god, I wish I had McKinnon and Rant. I agree. I'm I'm not doing the Sheldon Keefe here. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying just one more because 
you're always going to be dealing with one or two injuries. That's just reality yeah, of the beast, right? Totally. I mean, that's just life. You're feeling good if it's one or two. That's <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Again, we went like that yesterday, right? So we'll do it again. But you're always going to have one or two in the docket. But I just, I just one more, just one more piece, one more guy. Just, just make me feel better. Maybe it's the emotions talking right now because I'm mad about the game. But. That line, by the way, that Colton yeah. Wood. OC, 21 to 11, yeah. at 5v5, so 21 to 11 smoked in them. shot attempts, 11-7 shots on goal, um, basically dead even in expected goals, 8-7 scoring chances. They did give up the high danger chance advantage, 6-3, Sure. and they got outscored 2-0. And, and That's hockey. We're not great. Like Obviously, that line's limitation is going to be goal scoring ability. That's like, not a line that, that should be... Getting second line minutes, and they played ten fifty five at five v five today yeah, but, as a but, trio. But, okay, I'm going to jump in again. I'm going to jump in again. To your thought there, to keep those three together, you need what I'm saying to get that one extra guy, or else yeah. it's freaking weak. Yeah. Do you have a giant I'm hole at two C in your lineup? I, you I just know. Do. I just didn't want to say the word. That's it. Didn't want you just do. It's the reality, and it's not going to get solved until trade deadline. So, you know, what? even how we're talking about this, like. Ryan Johansson isn't in this picture in how we're talking he's about it. He's just not. He's just not. Like we're talking about the potential third line and the potential fourth line, and he's just not in the future plan. And I look at a game like tonight where Jared Bednar talks about passengers, and I feel like that is what he's been, unfortunately, lately. It, it's the same thing that we're talking about with Geargiv. It's game 46. It's been... 25 games of Orion Johansson that you hardly notice. There's no impact. There's no impact on the game. Zero. Is it more like 20? I don't know. Whatever. I would have said closer to 35. No, was I being gen? I, I felt. I gave him the. I, I no gave him the first 15. Oof. Whatever. So that that'd still be 30. But also just because I'm. This is in front of me. The inequity of hockey sometimes. Yep. Drew and McKinnon and Ranson in together. 14, 25 at 5v5. Shots on goal are 7-7. They're outscored 1-0. That trio specifically yep. is outscored 1-0. And they had an 11-4 scoring chance advantage and a 7-1 high danger chance advantage. That's just hockey. And with Jonathan and having a tough game. And you're outscored 1-0. You need a save. A save. That's it. <laughs> That's the difference. God, I, I'm not... Mm. Uh, on I'm that not note, get yourself over to DraftKings Sportsbook and... Absolutely hammer the over in every single avalanche game. Can't believe I haven't been. Right? It's I, can't believe I, I can't believe I said the under today. I said 2 1. What's wrong with me? If there's a team playing the Colorado Avalanche in the year 2024, they're either going to score at least four goals or they're going to score zero. Those are your options. So go Take over with DraftKings. Sign up with code DNVR with a new account with DraftKings. When you bet $5 on any NHL game, you can get $200 in bonus bets. So jump on the bonus bet train. Go bet on whatever you feel like with those. Win yourself some good old money with DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, you can bet on every sport under the sun with DraftKings. It does not have to be hockey because uh, <laughs> the sport is dumb and really random. So totally understand if you want to bet on something else. But do it with DraftKings. Jump over there, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Use that DNVR code when you sign up for a new account uh, and get those $200 in bonus bets when you bet 5 bucks on any NHL game. 
you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. <sighs> Georgia gave up two more goals in that time frame. Jeez, uh, <laughs> that was unreal. Yeah. Also, towel? I got a towel over there. When you oh, win man. some money gambling on DraftKings, do something smart with your money. Take some of it out, put it into college invest. Go jump on that. Make sure you are prepared for the future. If you've got kids, you want someone you want to invest in their college. College Invest is the way to do it. Uh, over at collegeinvest.org, you can jump in. They have a, a bunch of different amazing options. They'll give you tax breaks. They'll give you uh, a, a whole a lot of other opportunities when it comes to College Invest and the money that you put into it. So, again, get over there. Go check it out. College Invest. Is great. I had a college invest account that made my life a lot easier when I went to college. So thanks, parents. I appreciate <laughs> you. Uh, you. Just get over there. Savings can be used even for trade schools and apprenticeships. So even if it's not the traditional college route, it's still a great option. Again, collegeinvest.org to open your account today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Okay. So Pablo Zaka was offside, right? <laughs> not. Right. No. And like, okay, I get it. The reason he's ruled onside is because he's ruled to be in control and possession of the puck uh, while entering the zone. Uh, You can make an argument that that happens in the right time frame, but if you go back and watch the play, I do not understand how you can make an argument that he is in possession of this puck. Yeah, the puck has touched his stick. That's not possession. Exactly. Are we Didn't considering... Didn't they take Kale McCarr's assist last game against Otto? Because they said it's They not, did it's, take an assist. I'm they did saying. not award Kale McCarr. They didn't take it away. They just yeah, never well, gave it to Sorry. him. Because but they said it wasn't... Whatever, because they because had, a puck hit off his body yeah. and then goes into the corner. Yeah. And he, he... I don't remember if he touches it with a stick or not. And then a Sens player very briefly... T- Slaps at the puck and then Devontae shoots it down into the empty net. Yeah. And Kamikar did not get an assist for that because they considered that go. to be control by the Suns player. So I guess at least it's consistent. Yeah, That's considered right. control. Yeah, and then this bullshit is considered control. Because if you watch it, in no way are you like, yeah, he has control of that puck. Nope. No. <laughs> he makes contact with it. Here, my problem with this rule is we have a track record here. We have the Kale McCarr deemed onside because he's technically not touching the puck, so they're saying he's not really in control. He's not in possession. And we have one against the Chicago Blackhawks that happened against the Avalanche of the same thing. Oh, jeez. So we have multiple calls in history where they're saying that isn't possession. He's not in control. And tonight, it is control. And it's not like, even with the, oh, he touched the puck, it immediately after goes in behind him and he has to turn his whole body around and look and find out where the puck is. That's went. not possession. Like, come on, man. Well, when it comes down to possession, it's interpretation. You know, that's all that is. That's why there's a gray area. So for me, if I'm in charge, forget about what team I like or root for. 
that is not possession. And obviously, whoever made the decision in, in the room there ruled it possession. I just have a different view. I think we all have a different view. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. I mean... The whole I can throw the glove at Rudo again Dude. to remake this point. I think you need to. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it again. Can I, see it again? I can't find a good video oh. of it. Like, this is just the goal generally, but it's not close. I tweeted out a clip of. Oh, the, okay. Let me go to Rudo's yeah. account because that's it's like not that's how it's not the good angle, but you like you can see what I'm talking about that's where he doesn't possession. control the puck at possession all. Possession is yeah, when if, you go like this and you're dangling and then you cross your feet over the blue, the puck's behind and you have full control. That is not possession. And, well, and if we're considering possession or control to be he is touching it. Well, then why? What's the word? Then all you have to do is just say all you need to do is touch it. Not exactly possess it. because that's he did not. He's very obviously not in control of it when he possession. it hits his stick. That's it. That that is it. It hits his stick. It's like a what is it? A twenty? Are we calling hitting the stick control? Because if you are, then sure, it's the wrong. That call. is it. But n nobody. I, it just doesn't feel like anybody out there is going to believe that. I mean, it's that's not possession. Yeah, and <laughs> it's from. I I don't think it's. I, I think it's I, offside. I think maybe the most telling thing is they pan to the Boston bench and every single dude on that bench is like, yeah. "Damn, that's not going to count." Yeah, Jake Dabrowski is like, "They're taking one of my goals. <laughs> this sucks." And then they they call really? it good, and he's like, oh, "All right, all right." <laughs> and Bedner's face. Bedner gives the somebody just farted near me yeah. face. The <laughs> like, explain this to me, please. Yeah, so I, I, I just I guess I'm just not going to agree that it touching your stick counts as possession. I won't agree. I don't think it is. All right. We got that out of our system. Well, and it's the fucking game winning goal. So it, yeah. And what's the difference in a you're trying to come back against a pretty good Boston team? It's two one, it's three one. The Avs game considerably gets better after that moment. <laughs> It's tough. It's and this is and you can. This is why you don't. You, you need to save from your give. This is why you don't put yourself in the hole. Also, that's just offside. Yeah, it's tough. Okay, to your point there. You get to the second period of this game. The Avs play great in the <laughs> second period of this game. I they really really took it to Boston. You're just down three one at that point, <laughs> so it's tough. Yeah, if you want uh, some quick numbers on it, please do. 28 to 13 in 18 minutes of 5v5 time in terms of shot attempts. Actual shots on goal were 17-6. Scoring chances 17-8. High danger chances 9-2. And they walk out with one goal. Yep. What is the easiest thing to point to and say the difference is? The goaltending. They got a save. Yeah, they gave up nine high danger chances in the second period, and they have scored once. Not three, like in the first period, right? Not on eight for, high for danger chances. For chance. the record, the Boston created five high danger chances in the first period and had three goals. That's my point. It's not to say all those goals were high danger chances. They were not. But is what it is, just kind of keep coming back to it. I'm sorry. Megan, you said you weren't super concerned with the result of this hockey game. Is there a lot of footage that you're taking out of like the second period of this game that you're happy with then? Is there a lot that you're going away and saying, hey, we did good things here, even if, if the scoreboard doesn't really reflect that? Certainly inside the second period and even parts of the third, um, Boston just really locked it down in that period. Obviously, the penalty was not something I would 
point to as a highlight. Yeah, just can't do that. But <laughs> everything such else an, uh, such an odd highlight. Feels really good. Yeah. And it even in the first period there are good things that the that Colorado did. It's not great. I wouldn't necessarily point to it as something that they should try to emulate in any way, but that's why I don't have tons of concern. Um, it still resembled the Avs team in the first period. And that's why I think they were able to have the second and third that they did. Yeah. And what they're going to say in that lock, locker room tomorrow, because it's a, it's a 1 o'clock game Saturday, so they might not even skate tomorrow. They might have a light skate in Philly and have a little meeting because it's tough to get a meeting in on. I mean, they'll get a meeting Monday, Saturday morning, but yeah, very short, just pregame stuff. I go back to Bednar saying at the start of the year, which I've heard it more than lately, you know, we want to evaluate our games on if this was the Stanley Cup playoffs, you know. So this is a playoff game tonight. They did enough good things, but they didn't do it enough for 60 minutes. And then when that happens, all teams are good in the playoffs, like the Bruins are good tonight. Then you're going to come up underneath of the other team and lose the game. That's just that's a fact. And then you break it down like we do too, you know, like goaltending, special teams, you know, five on five, uh, effort wise, like you know, jam wise, it just wasn't good enough, you know, it wasn't good enough. Like that's reality well, tonight. So let me ask you guys this then: How do you feel about it? It's game forty six of yeah. the season, and I and I agree, a loss to Boston is not a big deal. It's a good team. You're yeah. not going to win every game. Whatever. Is it acceptable to say, hey, we had good portions of this game. Let's take those. Or is the bottom line, we didn't win, we need to be better? I mean, I'll answer that. Like, It's not acceptable to not be on top of your game for 60 minutes. You know what I mean? Because, And to have a few passengers. <laughs> I won't name names, but there's a few passengers. And no impact in the game. And, and when you're playing good teams and you're not getting the goaltending that is superb, you're going to get some losses. And that's for me, that's what happened tonight. Even looking at how thin the Avs lineup is, I think in hearing Cagliano talk about how their mindset is winning, I don't think they'll find it acceptable. I don't think they will grant themselves many allowances, even though they're short some bodies. And I think that's the appropriate response. I think that's why they have a Stanley Cup ring from 2022. Well... Uh, we, we see what happens when you respond the other way, as Mitch Marner has been dragged through the mud for three days straight now when he said they're playing pretty well after losing four in a row. So, <laughs> I still can't believe he said that. <laughs> it's just such a crazy thing to say. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. I, don't, I would not expect the abs to say something like that. Not. Imagine, imagine if four days in a row I drove my car into the side of a building and was like, I'm a pretty good driver. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> What? Hey, that building jumped out into the road, yeah. man. <laughs> just keeps coming at me, man. I don't get it. Okay. So, yes. And I'm not saying you can't take any positives out of it. Oh, no, no. You not can saying always that take positives. There were multiple shifts from your top line that were, if they had the finish, we'd be going, That's, oh, my God, what play, unbelievable. But yeah. Puck didn't go in. You are really, You are really comfortable with your first line. This version of your third line and uh, portions of your defense in this game. There were. You needed more from Makar, I think. Yeah, I, I thought 
McCard defensively, I really didn't like. I didn't like Malinsky. I didn't like Jack Johnson. Um, and Josh Manson makes a brutal decision yeah, yeah. to high stick a guy in front of a net with four and a half to play. Yeah, he definitely made a decision there. And for sure. you <laughs> see the direct the direct result of it is Jack Johnson is on the ice for the PK. And the Avs, the game's it's, over. it's the end of the PK because the Avs are trying to get Taves and McCarr ready for the final two and a half minutes with the empty net situation. They're going to play the entire time, whatever, yep. whatever. They just need to get through a minute. And they, they don't get not. through that minute. Yeah. Jack Johnson doesn't even look at David Pasternak. Doesn't even look at him. Yep. So, and you know, know and, and your PK gives up another goal. And you end up losing the special teams battle yep. because of that, ultimately. And not something I'm going to dwell on too much, but the top power play unit has Bad. struggled Bad. now in two games yeah. where they really needed help. They did. They, you needed a power play goal in this game from Colorado. You really did. Well, and, and if you're trying to outscore your problems every night, your special teams can't go dry. Yep. <laughs> Especially on both ends of it. Oh, you're giving up a PK goal and your power play's not scoring? You're going you're gonna to lose. Yep. You're, you're going to lose. And this was this is a 3-2 game in a game that should have really been 2-2 um, with four and a half minutes to play. Yep. You didn't get run out of this building. You weren't dominated. No. And that's with... That's with a pretty depleted lineup against a pretty complete Bruins lineup. And there I, are still a lot of positives here. There are there's a lot of things that you should feel good about. They're two two on the road trip. This isn't an abject disaster. Even if they lose on, uh, in Philly, you're disappointed, it, it, but it's it's not it's a fiasco. Bad, but not terrible. Exactly. Yeah. You go into Philly, you win. It's three two. You come home. You've got two more games for the All Star break. I mean, you should feel good going back home. You have sure. three days off after Saturday. It's it, honestly, I, I do think it is fair that you played what your B minus at best game tonight. If you're the Avalanche, it's pretty B minus, yeah. Yeah, and you went punch for punch with a Boston team that obviously you ultimately lose. But if you get one more save, if you are able to get one power play goal. You probably get a point out of this game. You, you get one challenge that goes your way when it should. If, have. if you get a linesman that is correct. I don't know. It, it's tough. It, it's tough for me to really be that upset with this hockey game on the whole. Yeah. I mean, you when a schedule comes out, you look at, oh, hey, we have to go into Boston. Boston is the second best home team behind Colorado. Yep. It's a one-goal hockey game with four and a half minutes to play. Like, this, it's a, this is not an embarrassing loss. This is not anything that you're like, oh, oh my God, what is that? Ah. Right. It's part of what makes the way that they lost in Montreal worse. Because yep. if you had just, even if you'd lost that game, but in overtime, you're still like, eh, got a point. We're still trending in the right direction. Yep. We're going to have one, we could have one regulation loss on this road trip. Now you're two and two. You got to win in Philly. Got to win in Philly. Eric, you were talking about playing at the old garden. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Love the building. Loved it. I got to ask, though. Was it a little leaky? Yes. <laughs> At times, they should have got some better roofing companies there. <laughs> that was a good layup. Hey, hey let's go. Red Hawk Roofing. Don't think they work in Boston, but they work here in Colorado. That's right. Uh, go check them out at redhawkroofing.com. <laughs> they'll get your roof all fixed up no matter what's going on with it. Even if you think your roof is fine, they'll give you a free inspection. They'll come out. They'll take pictures of your roof. They'll show you maybe everything will be good up there. But if there's problems, Ooh. they'll let you know. 
they also do emergency calls, so they're available 24-7. If something unfortunate happens and you spring a leak in the middle of the night, they can come out there and get it patched up for you. So go hit them up. Go to redhawkroofing.com, a local company just like us here at DNBR. Uh, go let them know. We sent you over there, and uh, make sure your roof is all good. Also brought to you by the folks over at Snarfs. Uh, when you want to get out of your house, because roofing is very loud. I my almost my entire neighborhood got re-roofed this year because we had a big hailstorm out east. My dog is not a fan of, oh, of roofing. Rex. It's very loud. Uh, but if you want to get away from that, Snarfs is the place to go pick up some lunch or dinner. Uh, a bunch of different locations here in Colorado. They've been around local forever. They started over at DU. Uh, their sandwiches are ridiculously good. We all love them. Whether you're a simple man like AJ getting the uh, ham and cheese or you want something more complicated, a little bit of a, a fancy Philly cheesesteak or a, what, the, the roast beef provolone, I think, is what I usually get. Yeah. I got the chicken cordon bleu one time. Whoa. There you go. That's it was, fancy. It was really good, by the way. Can't miss. Cordon bleu. Cordon bleu. I got the chicken cordon bleu one time. It cordon was really bleu. good. Man. It was really good. Cordon bleu. <laughs> Go get yourself a Snarf sandwich, no matter what language you speak. Go check them out and get their customer appreciation app as well for free sandwiches. Those are the best kind of sandwiches. (laughs) Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, If there was something to aspire to, you guys already started to mention it. Boston played great with a one-goal lead in this game. If there's one thing I feel like the Avs haven't done well enough at times this year, it's playing with a one-goal lead. It's a lot of great comebacks, a lot of getting games to tied and ultimately winning, a lot of the Avs running the score up. One goal leads have been a bit sketchy at times, thinking of the Seattle game, thinking of the Nashville game. Obviously, those are extremes of the yeah. situation. But is that something that the Avs need to find? Or do you think that win healthy when the Avs are playing well, that they're good enough? Well, to be considered a truly top team in the NHL. I'll give it a quick answer on that. Like the Bruins, for example, like I'll be sarcastic here, but what they have last year, like 150 wins, like something <laughs> stupid. Like, so they got a lot of experience at it, right? And they got True. a core group that has done it and they've been through it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that was, that's, there's a reason why they win so many hockey games the last two years. So they know how to lock it down. The Avs haven't had to do a lot of that lately because they're always coming back from a three-goal deficit. <laughs> so it's, it's a little different game of hockey. But, yeah, it was nice to watch tonight. And you see why the Boston Bruins are at the top of, you know, near the top of the league in, in standings because they do what they do, which is protect leads. 14 and a half minutes of 5v5 time in the third period. The Avs generated two shots on goal. Not great. Two scoring chances, one high-danger chance. Uh, that's a master class from Boston. Yeah. yeah. Locked it down. And I would also just say that I think when you're talking about protecting leads, it might be the area in which you are most glaringly going to miss Nachushkin and Lekkanen. Defensive Two of forwards, your best yeah. defensive forwards that can also generate offense a little bit. Force the team, you know, to forecheck hard, to make life in the neutral zone hard. And not having those guys. Big difference. Trying to protect a lead. And right now, you, it's pretty obvious that Jared Bednar is throwing out Andrew Cogliano, Ryan Johansson, and Yoel Kiviranta because he has to. No one else is out there. Yeah, because yeah, he's choice. like, am I going to put McDermott and Olofsson and Poland out there? 
Maybe you should. When I'm either chasing a game, protecting a game, or in a tied game. Am I putting that fourth line out there? In Swap McDermott and Cogs, and I might. In the third period? I'm not doing it for more than a shift, personally. Like, I'm sure. just not interested. <laughs> so uh, not having that trusted second line that you really, you really believe and, and are comfortable with, it really hurts them. Yeah. And that's, that's one reason why Nathan McKinnon's line is playing... A billion minutes? Yeah, constantly. Gazillion. It's it's trusted. Offense, defense, it just doesn't matter. They play, as Eric loves to say, they play with the puck the whole game. They get the puck, they go zoom around, and they have it more often than not. So, you know, you you get those guys back at some point. You get a real second-line center. Lots and uh, your board stacks up in a way that you're like, okay, now we feel comfortable going Line for line against a Vegas in a po- in a postseason series, Boston or you know whatever. And right now they don't have that. So uh, more than chasing the game, because you can let McKinnon go chase a game all game long. Just go score for us, dude. Take every chance in the book. Go do some crazy shit. And put pucks in the net. You do it every and night. And a fair amount of the time, he'll make it work. Exactly <laughs> between the power play and five v five time, got it in the bag. But when it comes to protecting a lead, you are really missing some of those more defensively responsible two way guys. And so I think I think I do think it is harder for them. I think it's important in looking at playoffs. I think past game 41, that's where their mindset has to shift. I mean, truthfully, you'd probably expect it to be there from game one. And I, I don't doubt that about this avalanche group. But now more than anything, getting experience with different ways to win beyond just coming back is important for them because they're going to be faced with all situations in the playoffs and they're going to have to protect leads. And so I want to see them develop an aptitude to doing this, even if the lineup's a little bit thin, because that can happen in the playoffs. It did last last year and the year before. <laughs> and so they can anticipate. That's a guarantee. And that's why I want to see them have an aptitude for doing it. I won't panic that they didn't do it specifically tonight, but this back half of the season, I think that does need to be a goal. And just to drive this point home, you know what the easiest way to defend a one-goal lead is? <laughs> I have a two-goal well. lead. Make a save. <sighs> all right. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Uh, that's mostly all I wanted to cover here, so let's get to the Super Chats, and then we'll get to your guys' final thoughts. If you have any. $2 well, from Jim. Uh, seeing the Bruins fans at work in AM it will be tragic. Yeah, it's going to be tough, bud. Seems be like tough that would be tough gym. every day, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd not envy of that, for sure. Uh, $5 from Melanie, who says, at least Dallas lost two. On to the next. Yeah, didn't every team in the West, in the East-West matchups, didn't every Western team lose, I think? What did I say earlier? They got outshot 45-19? to 19? Was that what it was? By the end of it? it was, I, it Dallas was did by 15 against to 15-1 in the first. It was all yeah. I knew. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was it was something crazy. Wow. So the fact that they got absolutely run tonight is kind of funny. You can feel like the Avs were at least competitive. You got that going for you. Uh, and then an incredibly generous super chat from Robin giving us $50, who just says, appreciate your hockey analysis. Thank you. Cheers. Go Avs. Thank you very much, Robin. That's crazy Thanks, amount Robin. of money. Uh all those West teams, by the way, were on the road. Home ice advantage. Yeah. Would I just thought that, that was all the Western teams are losing, but at least they're not at home. Yeah. At least yeah. they're all on the road where you're like, Meh, okay, whatever. That's hockey, baby. All right. Final thoughts, final takeaways from tonight. 
Except Vegas, of course. Well, I didn't like one thing earlier, and I have to say it because I, I believe in the code out there, and I didn't like AJ throwing a glove at you. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, oh God, I, I'm defending you. <laughs> Go, it was AJ. a bad take, so I got I had it back. <laughs> Anytime a teammate hits another teammate, you know you have problems yeah. inside yeah. the locker room. Yeah, but we're not going to spiral, all right? We're going to have a team meeting That's after the key. This. That's yeah. the key. <laughs> I'm not having a team meeting. I'm going home. You look like you're ready to just make a save. Glove and five. It's up here. Yeah, it's up here. <laughs> all right, we good? All right, before we do get out of here, though. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks down at, uh, oh, yeah, FOCO. All right, cool. Go get yourself some this? delicious, not delicious, uh, some amazing looking. I, I, I don't know. Actually, do you think bobbleheads are edible? No. No? No. Only once. <laughs> well, Crocs are edible, so, you Crocs know. Are? Yeah. Why do you know this? You know, cro cro Crocs aren't delicious, to be fair. They're just edible. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's something like they were made to be biodegradable. Yeah. And you can boil them and eat the item. You guys don't want to know the story on that. Yeah. I'll tell you the All story. Right. Maybe don't go to Foco for food. But <laughs> go there for your sports merch. 10% uh, off with code DNVR10. They got bobbleheads. They got Crocs. They got licensed apparel. Go check it out. Go get your cool stuff. And I'll leave you with this. A DraftKings pick of the week. Kale McCarr is going to score a goal against Philadelphia. That's my pick of the week because he's going to take the number one spot on the Avs defensive goal scoring list this weekend. It's happening. That's my pick of the week. That's the end of our show. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us. We are off tomorrow because we're back Saturday doing the game full nine pregame watch along post game. AJ can't wait to go home and sleep. I'm so excited. I have no plans. That's I don't the, even that's have a, I don't even have a day planned. I'm just <laughs> excited to just be like, I'm not putting. It's a no pants that's day, it. my man. It's a no, <laughs> no pants, pants day. day for AJ. I'm still going to the movies. Sorry, everybody Whoa, at the movies. Might, might, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody at the movies. We appreciate y'all. Have your own no pants day to forget this abs game. We'll talk to you on the next one. <laughs> City like the mayor, 